I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 63. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Waves. The surf rock band from California are releasing their seventh studio record tomorrow, entitled Hideaway. In today's episode, we're talking with Stephen Pope from the band about working with Dave Siddick for the record, the pros and cons of being back on an indie label, and his love of Australian band Total Control. Here we go. Our guests today are a surf rock band from San Diego, California. After celebrating the 10-year anniversary of their breakthrough record, King of the Beach, last year, they're releasing their seventh studio record tomorrow, entitled Hideaway. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Stephen Pope from Waves. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Very well. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing well. I uh, just got off a plane and I'm happy to be here. Beautiful. Whereabouts, uh, whereabouts are you? I'm in Los Angeles right now at home. Um, I just flew back from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I was just visiting my family for the first time in a long time, so... Beautiful. Are you originally a Tennessee boy? I am originally a, a redneck country Tennessee boy. <laughs> I've Look, I've spent a, a few weeks in Tennessee. I don't believe that that's true of all of them. It's not true of all of them. And honestly, rednecks are in California too. They're all over the US, all over Australia also. We definitely have our fair share, but that is not <laughs> why we're here to talk to you today. <laughs> Um, congratulations. The new record Hideaway comes out tomorrow worldwide. Um, what's it like finally having the record coming out? It's a relief. I never thought it would happen. We've, uh, we, we spent a couple years just recording it and getting, getting it together and getting it right. And had, uh, our expectations set for release early 2020 and that obviously didn't happen. And so it, it's just been sitting around, kind of twiddle, twiddling our thumbs for a year. And it's finally happening. So it's, uh, it's, it's like having, it's like carrying a baby to term, but instead of nine months, it's a, a year and a half. <laughs> so so I'm about, we're, we're all, we're collectively about to give birth tomorrow <laughs> both of those sound very uncomfortable i'm sure one more so than the other um but oh yeah i had hemorrhoids this year for the first time in my adult <laughs> life 
or a life. <laughs> and uh, I apparently get those when you're pregnant. So it makes sense. There you go. That's it. It's carrying the album for, um, for so long. Um, I didn't realize it was that long. I thought that it might have been recorded early lockdown. But when you are, um, I guess, sitting on a piece of work f- for that long, how do you find the, um, I guess, maybe a temptation or like the desire to go back and change things? Or like, do you find yourself questioning what you've already worked on? Uh, I don't think we ever, during the recording process, for sure, because we actually started recording for the next album in 2018, and we almost finished recording an entire album, and then we kind of reflected on it for a second, and we're, we weren't satisfied with it. It was mainly, we just weren't satisfied with the sound of it, so... We scrapped the whole thing and started over with Dave Sitek of TV on the radio. And thankfully, things just clicked immediately. And we got it together. And uh, when we were finished, I mean, when we were ready to put it out in 2020, we were, I, the album was done. We were satisfied. And I don't think we ever went back. I think we're still just as satisfied with the album as we were we have probably tormented our record label though because we have (laughs) we had a you know we had an idea set for which songs would be the singles and which songs would have videos made and stuff and even like two days ago nathan was sending an email to the head of fat possum he's like hey you know that single (coughs) you know that single that's about to come out can we just change it to this song instead (laughs) when we made an entire video and everything for it? So we might've been a nightmare to the label in the execution of the album, but we haven't, I don't think we've changed our minds about how we, about any of the songs themselves, just about how we present them to the public. Maybe. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious because I know that for this record as well, you guys have gone, um, you've made your triumphant return to Fat Possum as your label um, after a few years, I think one was self-released and a few years on a major. How do you find the, I guess, there's always that argument of like pros and cons between indies and, and major labels. What do you think is a positive or what are you looking forward to being back on an independent after your experience with a, with a major? Uh, Fat Possum is the perfect balance between the two of DIY self-releasing and being a major. Uh, being on a major was sort of a nightmare. Um, like it was just like decision making, just simple decision making, like uh, like a, just a piece of the artwork. It had to go through. 20 different levels of people at Warner Brothers, just the bureaucracy of the stuff. It took like two months to get an okay to use a piece of artwork. Um, So that was, it was just, I think being on a major is just very frustrating because you have a lot more people working on the record and your particular ideas about how things should be done aren't 
necessarily at the forefront of the conversation when you have the head of Warner brothers putting in an idea also, you know? Um, and then on the flip side of that, when we self-released, which was, uh, you know, I, I love the idea of doing everything yourself and self-releasing your album on your own label. What I don't think we were prepared for was the, just boring business part. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, we were all excited because we're like, all right, we get to have free reign artistically. If we want to just release a song out there, just spur of the moment, we're allowed to do that. We don't have to get permission from a label to do it or anything. But then when it came down to actually doing the record and working with distributors and just all the kind of behind the scenes bullshit that is very boring that people go to business school for that was over our heads. And it just kind of took enthusiasm out of the process, I think, uh, because, you know, I didn't, I didn't care about how many units to ship to this region at this time. I just wanted to make a record. So fat possum is the, kind of the perfect mix where they handle the boring business aspect of everything and they give us the freedom to do what we want artistically that's kind of perfect i think that's what you said it's it's what you want with this new record as you said uh, dave is citic or cytec citic i think it's citec but honestly uh, I, I I just call him Davy, Davy boy. <laughs> I'm I probably am not on that level. I'll refer to him as Dave. He probably will. Um, I know that uh, the record is like it is a classic waves record, but sonically there are like little touches, little bits of um. I, I don't even know how to describe it. it. It's something that you can hear, maybe not put into words, but it does kind of sound like a small like evolution for the band when um, yourself and Nathan and Alex are, are kind of sitting there writing and doing all that for each record, are you wanting to push the envelope slightly and, and evolve and make that sound still a waves sound, but more, yeah, making it more. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I think, uh, like I said, we started recording and almost finished recording an entire album before we scrapped it and went and recorded with Dave Sitek. And that process was just, it was kind of like what we had done before was me and Nathan and Alex just sending demo ideas back and forth and uh, figuring out which songs we liked and going into a studio. And what ended up happening was I think we recorded initially a good record but it was a, it was just like a, it was like a waves record that had been done before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything new. It wasn't exciting to us, I guess. So when Dave Sitek came in, he didn't only bring sonic ideas with his production, like expertise, in my opinion, but he actually contributed to the writing. Like he wrote, he wrote like half of three of the songs on the record. And that was the first time we had ever allowed anybody to come in sort of from, from the outside. (laughs) And, uh, 
you know, I think, I think still we would be picky on who we would, we would want to do that with, but it was Dave Sitek who, you know, wrote for TV on the radio and did the yeah, yeah, yeahs. And like, we would, I think we would just, and his ideas were just so good. We were just, we would be fools not to go with it. I think, uh, maybe we let go of our ego a little bit and allowed other ideas to come in to this record. And I think it benefited it a lot. It definitely, uh, as I said, it, it sounds like a waves record, but there's definitely an evolution and, and slight change in um, the blame, the song, the blame. That was one that w- most kind of stood out as like a different kind of sound for you guys. Yeah. That uh, Dave Sutek co-wrote that one so that that makes sense that you pick that as a standout and also something we hadn't done before is we let uh ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, we got this Nashville shredder to just destroy over the entire track shredding like <laughs> the best guitar I've ever heard. And none of us are that talented. We, <laughs> so we, uh, all, all of the lead guitar on that song is, I can't remember his name and I feel bad that I can't remember his name because he deserves a, a shout out, but he, uh, he just, he just shredded over that entire song and made it into something that, waves had never done before and honestly probably couldn't do on our own so i think i I think we i think this record we just allowed much more collaboration from the outside yeah definitely it um i think it's definitely worked in in your favor because it is it is a great record and one thing i wanted to touch on was the i guess the lyrical content because it does deal a lot with um, existential dread and, you know, like that the responsibility of your life does come down to you and you alone. Um, I think, uh, give me one second, I'm going to find, because I want to quote it correctly, um, the track Honeycomb uh, says, I feel like I'm dying, it's cool, it's great, just pretend I'm okay. When you guys are, and I feel like it's a, it's a definite um, waves quality where you're able to, pair lyrics that might be slightly depressing but like with music that's upbeat and it kind of um it doesn't come across as you know depressing it comes across as still quite fun but when you are writing it when you're in the studio how do you find that fine line between 
yeah, this is fun. And, uh, oh fuck, this is quite depressing. Uh, it, on it, that is like, I realized after we were done with the record and I had, uh, had like a little bit of time to sit on it and I went back and really like listened to it. It was like, Oh fuck. We're all depressed and <laughs> mentally disturbed and we all need therapy. And, uh, but I, I think, I mean, that has sort of been a theme throughout the waves records, but I think this time, I, I don't know why I, I can't, there's no, there's no, like, I can't pinpoint just a, a time when we all decided like, Oh, it's going to be this way. But it's obvious that we were much more personal in the lyrics this time. And I feel like, I feel like I, we've evolved a lot lyrically. Like we, I think we care more about the lyrics and the meaning of the lyrics, not just how the word sounds good with the music going on, but act, the actual like meaning of what's going on. And I don't know. I, I'm, I am, I understand that it's a horribly depressing record if you just sit down and read the lyrics, <laughs> but I'm also proud because I think that it's, uh, I, I think it's the best album and we've done lyrically with actual meaning behind the songs and, uh, I'm not doing a good job of expressing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know what you mean. I think that like, well, like not even just this record, there's a whole bunch of music that taken out of context. If you take the music out of it and read the lyrics, some of the, um, some lyrics just can really show a different side to, to what the music is saying, but it is, it, I imagine it would be like therapy in a way for, yeah. for you guys. And I've, and I've always related to personal like almost emo lyrics. I, uh, you know, there can, there can be symbolism in there. It doesn't just have to like hit you over the head, kind of like honeycomb does saying, like, I think, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, it, uh, I've always, I've always connected more to lyrics that feel like it's coming from a personal emotional place rather than just a fictional narrative thing. Yeah, of course. I think that um, it just hits a different kind of spot in a way. Yeah. I, last year we were meant to see, uh, obviously a lot of things were meant to happen, but for yourselves it was the 10th anniversary of King on the Beach. There was going to be a big tour around that as well. Uh, with this new record now out, can we expect um, to see you back on the road, possibly here in Australia, but obviously mainly in the US? Um, and, yeah, are you looking forward to getting back back out there? Uh, yes, and yes, and yes, done. (laughs) Easy. We are in the process of planning a U.S. tour right now, and I think it's happening. Um, Every every single band is trying to book tours right now also, so I think that is slowing the process down. But it's uh, because, you know, bands haven't been able to tour for two years almost. So now that the opportunity is there, just everyone is trying to get a show (laughs) where they can. So I think our 
tour will be finalized and we will tour the U.S. this fall. Um, I think we'll be doing a lot of new kind of smaller cities, which is really cool to me. And I, the reason being is, I mean, that we obviously would love to experience new cities, but also because so many bands are trying to book shows now, you cannot, like, if you tried to book a show in New York, it's like, all right, well, I've got an opening in February. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, that's kind of cool that way. We're going to be, I think, seeing a bunch of new towns and smaller towns that we don't usually experience. And uh, as far as Australia goes, as far as I know, I know we've put this off a handful of times and people are probably pissed at us for just not canceling it. <laughs> but I think the, the King of the Beach uh, reunion is still going to happen next year in Australia. Um, obviously, that's contingent on, you know, how, how COVID pans out. I know you all just went back into lockdown again. So. We did. We seem to be going all right at the start, and then we've kind of just um, it's like that video of the guy tripping right at the last second of the race or whatever. That's yeah, yeah. That's how we. I doing. think. I uh, I don't know why, but I, I think once once Australia has a a good supply of the vaccine, then that'll be yeah. that'll be good. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Um, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, and that is not my ball field. So <laughs> <laughs> we've covered quite a few interesting non-record related topics today: uh, pregnancy and vaccine rollout. I'm. Uh, <laughs> it is quite quite a good conversation, um, Stephen. I'm very curious. Lastly, what are you currently listening to? Is there a record or some records at the moment that are getting a um a thorough thrashing on your record player? I can see your June Rat shirt at the moment. Uh, I did this purposely. Mm-hmm. I love the Dune Rats. They are they are our Australian brothers from another mother. We uh we've toured with them multiple times. We did a European tour with them too. Yeah, right. They're just uh we love them. They they're <laughs> awesome. They're 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 just the best dudes. Uh and uh wait, what was the question? <laughs> um uh what are you currently uh, list- currently listening oh, okay, to? Yeah. Um oh before I'll give a shout out to more Australian bands. Uh Cosmic Psychos, love them, uh, uh, and uh, Total Control. I don't know if they're still going, nice. but they're my favorite band of all time, maybe. <laughs> and um, what I'm currently listening to, uh, I've listened to a lot of uh, Serge Gainsbourg. Um, there's a there's a film called Cannabis believe it or not, uh, <laughs> that he scored. <laughs> and it is just a beautiful score that has like a, it's a really, it's really cool the way he did it. There's like, he, there's one, there's, there's multiple songs and melodies on the record, but there's one melody that is sort of the theme of the record. And he does it in multiple different ways. This one particular melody where he'll play it on harpsichord and then there's a synth track that also does the same melody. And then there's sort of a kind of a hard rockin' like seventies Italian psychedelic sounding song, but it goes back to the melody. So 
I'm sure that had to do with sort of scoring the film where he wanted to keep it all the same, but it's just a really interesting album because he keeps coming back to this one melody. And usually when you listen to an album, you know, each song is its own song. And once you're done with that song, you don't revisit that song, but this, this score on the soundtrack is like out of nowhere. Like, Oh, that's the melody from earlier, but, but in a different style. And it's just sort of a beautiful record. Um, there's, Oh, sorry. What? No, no, no. You guys, sorry. Uh, uh, there's also this, uh, kind of psychedelic elect electronic guitar jazz record, uh, by this guy named Sonny Chirac that he did in the early nineties. It's called, Oh God, I think it's called ask, ask the ages. And it's just the craziest, most unorthodox guitar playing ever, but it's beautiful. He's just a, a master at the guitar, but it's obvious that he learned it in a non-standard way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I also, <clears throat> you know, I still listen to the total control records, honestly, like that's, that is a mainstay that I, I think the first ones on my record player right now. <laughs> so there are also some of my good friends, uh, James, the drummer, and he also programs a lot of the, when total control does the electric stuff. He, I think he programs that he played drums for us on an Australian tour one time. And then Daniel, the singer of Total Control, he was, when I first went to Australia and New Zealand with Jay Retard back in like 2007, he actually was the one who set up those shows and he was our tour manager. So I've been good friends with him since then. And I'm just so happy that he created the, one of the best bands in the world. (laughs) They are a very, very cool band. And, um, it's it's nice to say that like these inter I guess international like friendships or working relationships can kind of turn into nice friendships as well. I like I like it when I am able to actually like a friends band and I don't have to put on a face and be like, oh, yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> it is always a bit of a strain. They can see it in like the cheeks and the yeah. eyes when you really have to lie about it. Like you look, you look like you were having fun up there. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's always finding the other weird compliment to give them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Stephen, thank you very much uh, for your time today. I do appreciate it, and congratulations uh, on Hideaway. Thanks a lot. Yeah, this was fun. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Stephen and Waves for their time. Hideaway is out tomorrow and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to Ashling at Pius Australia for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 